From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about how you can express your love no matter what day it is. And there's an anonymous quote that says, love is not what you say. Love is what you do. And I think as we're talking about expressing love, that gets into the whole action yes. um, aspect of the word love. And it is what you do. And we're going to be digging into that deep on today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And, you know, a hug is really that opportunity for you to for you to look at someone else's marriage, for you to hear where the breakthrough has been for them mm -hmm. and actually to claim it for yourself. To right. say, you know, if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. And this hug came from an Instagram direct message that we received that said, thank you for sending me the podcast number 183, the impact of pornography on your wife. Mm. I was ready to walk away and did not agree whatsoever with taking divorce off the table. But somehow this has broken down our walls and we see each other so much clearer. Mm. I found forgiveness for him that I never thought I'd grant after two years, two years, you guys, two years of no intimacy. Mm. We broke that streak. Amen. Come on. We held each other. And I think we just connected again, which is so what our hearts needed. Yes. There have been so many conversations started from listening to your podcast that have truly opened our minds and heart. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, two stuff. years. Yeah. Two years struggling with unforgiveness, two years struggling yeah. with wondering whether or not their marriage was going to work, two mm. years, and love, mm -hmm. love as an action, love as something that you do, and, and this wife found a way to love her husband again, and, and, and found a way to forgive her husband, and that ability to express love is so powerful, mm -hmm. so powerful in marriage, and you know, this is the week that, that it's kind of in our, it's sort of in our face about expressing love. You know, it's Valentine's Day week and, and you know, you can't go anywhere or see any ad that doesn't have to do with like chocolates and flowers and, you know, sexy lingerie and pink and red. Like it's just everywhere. Well, heck, our February position post is Hello. all about Valentine's Day. So we're, we're right there as well. Yeah. I, I'm not saying we're exempt from it. I'm just saying it, it's it's literally everywhere, but, yes. but a lot of the focus is on the one day. That is true. Right. And truth be told, if we can just, you know, kind of talk about what we've said in the past, we've really lamented the fact that, you know, and, and almost poo-pooed the fact about just expressing your love on this one day. Yeah, we've gone through our seasons over the years of our marriage for sure. Yeah. And just, I mean, Tony has probably almost since the beginning of like me knowing you has kind of been like, you know, that's just a stupid Hallmark holiday. Um, and, and I don't so, know if I'd say stupid. I, I just feel like it, it is a Hallmark useless. holiday that has been created for the whole purpose of sending cards, giving flowers, you know, I would say giving overpriced flowers, overpriced. Yeah. Making sure you go out to dinner and the, the you know, it's, it's, it's just a little bit more expensive on that day. I felt, I just feel like everything on that day to express our love in some way, shape or form has an increased dollar value mm. that I don't know really makes a difference when it comes to 
our love to one another. Now, that's what I have felt in the past, and I have changed that. We've grown stance. up. I have, <laughs> I have changed that stance over the years. I have bought Elisa flowers on Valentine's Day. I've, I've even bought our daughter flowers on Valentine's Day. So that, that has changed over the years. Can I, can I just brag on Tony for a second? So last year, I think, was probably the first year that you got our daughter flowers for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And she actually allowed them just to dry on her desk. And here a year later, they're still sitting on her desk. I think she's secretly hoping that her dad will um, redo the gesture this year and replace those. But, you know, as we've, as we've matured, Mm -hmm. right. And as we look at things, we realize, you know, it is important to express your love on Valentine's Day. It actually matters Mm -hmm. to both of you because those declarations of love really no matter what day, but on a day that everybody else is recognizing love, um, you know, with the capital L that that's important because love is not just what you say. It is what you do. And so what are those expressions of love? How do you express your love? Are, Are you expressing it in a way that your spouse can receive it? And I just want you to think, are you, are you only focused on the one day? Right. Like you're just gearing up for Valentine's Day. And you're like, this is my this is my shot for this year. And I'm going to hit it out of the park, which please do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I actually want to stop and think, have you pause for a second, just like we've been doing in preparation for the show and and ask yourself, am I using the other 364 opportunities that I've been given? And in case you can't do the math or you're like, where did 364 come from? 364 plus one equals 365. So maybe, just maybe, I'm referring to the entire year Mm -hmm. to show the expressions of love. And I will tell you, you know, early on, like I remember our first Valentine's Day. I was a senior in college. Tony was. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going going all the way back. We're going back to the first first, not as a married couple. Okay. No, no. First as a dating couple. Okay. Um, All the way back. Tony was in Colorado. I was in Indiana. It's our first Valentine's Day. And I'm like, okay, here comes the ring. This was my expectation. Like we've yeah, been dating for... I don't know why. For, gosh, at that point in time, probably eight months, six, eight months, something like that. Well, we started dating in September of okay, 94. So yeah, it was right around six months. Okay. And I was in a sorority house. So like you know, girls are getting engaged. It's my senior year. I'm thinking, okay, here it comes, right? Like he's going to miraculously show up. And I get this announcement because I lived in a sorority house. And whenever, you know, your visitors or deliveries or whatever you would get, you know, Elisa Torres made a name, please come down to the foyer. And so I go down, I'm like, oh, he, it's, it's going to be t- like, I know what's happening. Here it comes. It's going to happen in front of all my sorority sisters. And I get down there and I'm like walking around our first floor and there's no Tony. And I'm like, uh oh, and like the expectation starts adjusting in my head. And there was a delivery. It was three red roses. Um, Which I felt as a, you know, student in college who wasn't making much money working a couple of jobs, I felt pretty dang proud of myself. And, and I do not know where she had this expectation that was I was actually going to get her a ring for that Valentine's Day. Yeah. I honestly don't know. So let's talk about unmet expectations on Valentine's Day. And I had to like adjust and swallow my, you know, unspoken unmet expectations. But then we've had other Valentine's Day where we've just had the conversation. We're like, you know, it's ridiculous. We're not going to spend 
three or four times as much money to go sit in a crowded restaurant mm -hmm. and be with all these. So we're just going to celebrate on the 13th or we're going to celebrate on the 15th. And we've just kind of, you know, there's been a lot of... But we've done other like cards. We've done other things on and around Valentine's Day. There was a season though, I will say this for sure, that we just did nothing. Mm-hmm. And I would look, and I look back at that now and go, "That wasn't the wisest thing to do, on either of our parts, because we weren't we weren't putting any effort in at that point mm -hmm. in time in our marriage. It was that season of our lives in our marriage where it was just like, well, if this is as good as it's going to get, then why am I going to do anything more? Mm -hmm. And I really look back at that and I go, you know what? We should have done something, mm -hmm. even if it was just a note from my part to her. You know, what can I do? I look back and I go, even if it was just a simple, you know, post-it note that said, on this day, I love you. It, it didn't have to be crazy. It didn't have to be monumental. It didn't have to be the diamond rings or the, <laughs> the, the dozen red roses that were overpriced. And yet, just a little handwritten note that just said, I love you, honey would have been, I think, one of the biggest and most impactful things I could have done in that moment. And I think that really speaks to to this idea that, you know, instead of being singularly focused on one day, what is, what's the culture mm. of expressing love in your marriage? And, and what's the consistency mm -hmm. around that? Because let me tell you something, if it's only focused on one day, that's a lot of pressure on one day. It's like if you aren't having sex and you, you know it's you only have sex like once a quarter and you're like it it's got like you got to hit it out of the ballpark. Mm -hmm. But what happens when there's actually this culture? When, when you get into this place where you look at the six pillars of intimacy and you know by definition those six pillars are unique opportunities to be connected, to be close, to express that to your spouse. And, and you can actually like start thinking, okay, wait, what does it look like if, if we go beyond just saying, I love you? And don't get me wrong. It is important to, to tell your spouse that you love them. The words do matter. Mm -hmm. It is very important. So don't, don't stop doing that. Please do not stop doing it. Um, and you know, the gifts, the flowers, the chocolates, all of those, those are good. But what happens when you actually learn to express love in every intimacy? Yeah. And if you don't know the six pillars of intimacy, I would encourage you to go get the six pillars of intimacy ebook. It's free. Mm -hmm. Go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Go get it. It's a quick read. We made this quick and easy for you to be able to understand what it looks like to have the six pillars of intimacy in your marriage. Those are emotional intimacy physical intimacy, financial intimacy, spiritual intimacy, recreational intimacy, and sexual intimacy. And you can think of those intimacies like tools in your toolbox, mm -hmm. right? And, and if I can just, like, let me just give you a little analogy here, right? Because guys, let me speak to you first. You wouldn't use the same tool for every home improvement project, right? Some tools are going to require a hammer. Some tools are going to require a screwdriver. Some tools, you just need the tape measure and a level. For instance... We had a water leak here at our home mm, yeah. and we noticed it because there's a big watermark in the ceiling, actually in the Hello. ceiling of where we're doing and where we record our podcasts. And, you know, I wouldn't go repaint that drywall with a hammer 
I'm going to go get a paintbrush. I'm going to go get a paint roller Mm -hmm. to cover that up. I'm not going to use a hammer to remove that. Now, the roofer had to come and take care of it first. And now I'm going to do... But those are two different tools that are going to do two different things. Yeah. And ladies, likewise, like if, if you wear makeup... Right. Every piece of makeup has a purpose. You know, mascara is for your lashes. Blush is I for your cheeks. I love mascara. <laughs> Random. No, no. I just, I love, for you, I just, Random. I just, I, I love it. I love, I, I mean, you have like shorter eyelashes, but I, I do love it when you wear mascara because it just, what is it? It accentuates? Accentuates, yes. Accentuates your eyes. Thank you. Which I love. Thank you. But the reality is, is that you know, as a woman, I would not use blush to, in Tony's words, accentuate my eyelashes. That's right. It's the wrong tool, right? I wouldn't use mascara on my lips as a lipstick because that would be weird. It's the wrong tool. And, and so we get into this place where you can actually start thinking, okay, wait, if I have the right tool, right, then, then I can actually express love in, in different ways. I can get into this place where my expressions of love won't be routine. They won't be boring. They won't be the same old, same old. Cause I got like one tool, like Tony said, the hammer, like I'm using the hammer for everything. Right. But instead, when you look at those six pillars, your love and your expressions of love will actually change based on the situation. But sometimes just even thinking about that conceptually, it can feel a little like, okay, great. I get the six pillars. Tony rattled them off. I can get the, the, the book and understand them better. But how do I actually then go into this place mm. of saying, well, well, what are the ideas? And how do they match up with the intimacies? And so we want to actually equip you with that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about how you can express your love using the six pillars of intimacy. Last week, we'd reached out to the one family on Instagram and asked the question, how does your spouse express his or her love for you? And, and I just want you to say, to like, as we get into this, I just want you to understand this is actually kind of like your, your study guide, your cheat sheet, your behind the scenes for the six pillars. Mm-hmm. Because I, we know for a lot of you, this the idea of the six pillars of intimacy and looking at love from that perspective, looking at love beyond the I love yous or the, the token gifts is actually a new concept. And so we wanted to we wanted to dig deep into this with you guys because the more equipped you are, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the easier it is for you to then go and execute. Yeah. And we did an episode that started off this year to kickstart it around the six pillars of intimacy. It's episode 631, Kickstart Your New Year. 
I would highly suggest, recommend that you listen to it. Because really what it's going to allow you guys to do is to, we have a guide in there, free guide that you can use so that you can look at each intimacy Mm. and go, okay, what are our goals in this intimacy this year? You can probably pull that guide and use it to to use as a way to express your love Mm -hmm. in each intimacy as well. So it's episode 631. I'll make sure to have a link here in the episode notes for you so you can get that guide. And we just want to tackle the intimacies right now, kind of in the same order that we always discuss Mm -hmm. them, but to give you ideas so you can already be thinking, okay, well, you know, let's start with emotional intimacy. How can I express my love in this way? And the the answers, the the solutions that we're going to give you, these actually came from your peers in the one family. This isn't just Tony and I like randomly sitting down going, okay, how can we come up with a few things for each one of these intimacies? These are your words. And what's significant about that is that if one couple within the family is using this tool, that means that there are others that will either borrow it or are already doing it. So you know that couples are using these. So some of the suggestions that came around emotional intimacy, my hus- my spouse, it didn't say my husband, said my spouse has conversations with me until I'm done talking. Oh, wow. Like that eliminates the impatience. It eliminates the interruptions. My husband is deployed. He sends me love emails daily. Mm. Love the concept of love emails. And and with that one, it could be emails. It could be a post-it note. It could be a letter. It could be, you know, something that you actually even put in the mail and it comes back to your spouse. That one could be many different things. Compliments. My spouse compliments me. Mm -hmm. It is so important. There are so many negative words spoken out in just in our world that to actually get a compliment that matters. I, I think it was it episode 632. We did that was words you speak. I don't remember the number. Okay. You'll find it and we'll add it into the show. Yeah. Notes. Hold on. Let me just check real quick. I think it is episode 632. While you're doing that, I'm going to give another one. Yep. And okay. that's um, my spouse makes me laugh. Mm. And you know, for so many of us, the last year has been a year that maybe hasn't had as much laughter just because of COVID and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. so having a spouse that makes you laugh and just lightens the burden. Were you able to, Mm -hmm. okay. For some reason, I'm just really slow internet today. No worries. Let's talk about physical intimacy, right? This is, this is the touch. And what does that look like? And, and folks said, you know, rubbing my feet, tickling me, massages, hugs. You know, what are those ways that you can actually physically connect with your spouse, physically get close to your spouse? Kissing was another one that Mm -hmm. came up in there where, you know, it doesn't have to lead to sex. It's just touching for touching's sake. It's the snuggling up in bed. It's the throwing the arm around one another to say, you know what? I want to touch you. Mm -hmm. I want to touch you because you matter to me. And developing, you know, it's that I love you through the body contact that the two of you have. I've had a revelation in this one recently because I always felt like physical intimacy was something that um, happened and does happen primarily when we're awake, Mm. when we're around, when we're touching each other, um, you know, holding hands, kissing, hugging, but it's in the awake state. And I really had a revelation here in the last month or so that for me, this physical intimacy is most prevalent when we're just cuddling in bed asleep. It's in, it's in the unconscious, but it's so vital for Mm -hmm. me. And, and especially when we're, we're both naked and we're just there. 
I have come to find out that that matters more than anything. So it's just, it's an interesting way to look at the physical intimacy. It doesn't only have to be when you're awake, but it could be when you are asleep or something of that nature. It was, and it is episode 633, The Words You Speak. I'll put a link to that in the episode notes as well. And I just want to say something about, you know, Tony's revelation there. When you have those types of revelations in your marriage, it's really important to share them with your spouse. Because if he hadn't told me, hey, you know what? It's when you cuddle with me before I get up in the morning. It's when you, you know, roll over in the middle of the night and you throw your arm around me. I wouldn't know that that was important. Mm -hmm. But because I do know in that like semi-conscious rolling over in the middle of the night state, I I am aware of touch Tony. If I can drill down to two words, touch Tony. Um, Because it matters to him. Around financial intimacy. You know, folks said things like, like bringing home coffee after the graveyard shift, buying me things, the little gifts that come mm-hmm. home after a trip, you know, a trip away or a trip to the grocery store, those types of things. It, it's not, yes, sometimes it is the big things, but it's just the demonstration of, you know, money being spent mm-hmm. on your spouse, right? And, and even there were some that said, you know, doing the budget with me, mm. you, you, you know, and some of you are like, that's a way to say I love you. Yeah. Actually, it is because it shows the engagement, it shows the involvement, it shows the, the presence mm-hmm. in that space. When it comes to spiritual intimacy, some of the, the comments that were made were praying with me, mm-hmm. going to church with me, reading the Bible with me, mm-hmm. right? These are different ways that, that it's your presence. It's that connection and that closeness, which defines the intimacy that says, yeah, I'm going to do this with you because of my love for you. And that's, that's where we want you to take these six pillars and go, okay, what does this start to look like in our marriage? When it comes to recreational intimacy, makes breakfast with me on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just dates. It's how are the two of you spending that time together when you have it? Yeah. And recently for Elisa and I, you know, you look at recreational intimacy and it is that dating and it it is the activities that you do together. I do want to say in this pillar... In particular, you can do activities that you may not do together, but are in the same proximity. Mm. So for Elisa and I, we've come to, we're at this place this year where Elisa gets on the treadmill. Both of these are in the garage. Elisa gets on the treadmill and I get on my, on my trainer for my bike. We're not doing it together. We're doing our things separately. And yet I do feel that there's this connection. There's this underlying just like, hey, we're here supporting each other in our recreational intimacy. We don't need to say anything to each other because Elisa doesn't like it if I talk to her when she's working out, which is totally fine. But we're there. We're, we're in the proximity mm-hmm. together, making sure we're doing what we want to do each week, encouraging one another in this recreational intimacy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily... You know, some of these things expand and for you guys, it may be different for you. It may mean that you do work out together. You guys are in it together. You're, you're doing whatever it may be. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But for others of us, you know, we have different activities that we do enjoy a lot together. So how do we bring those together? Absolutely. And that goes to, you know, some of the other comments that were made were, you know, spending time with me Mm -hmm. and and that's broad enough that the two of you can figure out exactly what that looks like for you. Uh, somebody else said, help, and get this, because I, I thought this was really, you know, just from a creative standpoint, help out around the house or with chores so we have more us time together, mm. right? So, so the demonstration of love comes in the help so that the two of you can actually 
be able to do more together, have more time together. Mm-hmm. And so you start, you know, I think the thing that I got as I was reading these responses as they came in is one, there's a lot of creativity in the one family, which we're so grateful for. And we've known yes. for years, but two, it's, you know, saying I love you doesn't have to look the same for every couple, for every husband, for every wife. You can get into this place of going, wait, what are other ways? And and having the conversation with your spouse, if we look at the six pillars, how can I tell you I love you, you know, and using the the guide that was in episode 631 to actually jot down notes, Mm -hmm. create your own answer key to your spouse by asking them, how can I show you I love you in each one of the intimacies? Mm -hmm. Don't guess. People don't guess. You will just get frustrated and your spouse will get frustrated. Ask the question and then go into this implementation mode. You know, the last intimacy is sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, clearly we can talk about the obvious and that's having sex together. Um, But it's not just having sex. Other ways to say I love you within the sexual intimacy pillar is to flirt with your spouse. Can I tell you how many people just want their spouse to flirt with them again? Because it happened a lot when you were dating. And then somewhere along the way, and I know I'm guilty of this too, you just, you get busy, you get lazy, you get whatever, distracted. I, I, I mean, I could probably come up with a list of 20 words that are all basically excuses for not flirting with your spouse, right? Initiating sex is another way to say, I love you, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to let you know that I desire you. I'm going to let you know that I want to be sexual with you. Mm-hmm. That Those are different ways of saying, I love you. And, you know, I want to, I just want to say, you know, as you start to think about these six pillars of intimacy, and maybe this is the first time you've ever thought about expressing your love this way, right? This is, this Mm -hmm. show has challenged you to get beyond the red roses and the chocolates, Mm -hmm. which is good. That's what we actually wanted to do this week. But, you know, think about where you're strong, Mm -hmm. right? Think about which intimacies you're already really strong at. And you're like, okay, you know what? I mean, we say it so many times on the show, play to your strengths, That's right? Right. Go after and say, okay, you know what? I know how to do this one really well, but also look at the ones that you want to level up. We all have intimacies. We want to level up. Nobody like this side of heaven is going to arrive at all six intimacies all the time, but, but incorporate your strengths into those in- intimacies yeah. that you're going to level up because here's the thing. You're building your marriage toolbox. You're building it so you're not always using a hammer and you're not always using mascara. Like you're getting into this place of saying, you know what? What does the culture of expressing love look like in our marriage? And how can we be really consistent and creative in our marriage? Yeah. Oh, so good. Hey, this Valentine's Day, make sure you express your love. First and foremost, express your love in a way that your spouse can receive it. Beyond that, though, now you have an opportunity to be intentional and take action at actually expressing that love day after day, week after week, month after month. Whatever you choose to do, take the six pillars of intimacy, look at them and go, this is how we can express our love to one another and do know when it is happening, your spouse is expressing. So receive it, take it in and just bask in that together. This week, hey, go out there, express your love for sure. If you want to share it with us, we'd love to to read it here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Send an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Each and every one of you have a fantastic Valentine's Day and have an amazing week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.